Today, from the book of Romans, the fifth chapter, starting at the twelfth verse. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death came through sin, and so death spread to all because all have sinned. Sin was indeed in the world before the law, but sin is not reckoned when there is no law. Yet death exercised dominion from Adam to Moses even over those whose sins were not like the transgression of Adam, who is a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass, for if the many died through the one man's trespass, much more surely have the grace of God and the free gift in grace of the one man, Jesus Christ. Abound for many. And the free gift is not like the effect of the one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation. But the free gift following many trespasses brings justification. If because of one man's trespass death exercised dominion through that one much more surely will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness exercise dominion in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, just as one man's trespass led to condemnation for all, so one man's act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all. For just as one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, so by one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. And in the fourth chapter of Matthew, we hear the story of Jesus' temptation. The first Sunday of Lent always starts with this story. It's impossible to preach, um, but we'll see how it goes. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards, he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to a holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. 
Jesus said to him, again it is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. And again the devil took Jesus to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of all the world and their splendor. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan! For it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him. And suddenly angels came and waited on him. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Yes, there's a hole in your heart. A God-designed hole in your heart. We're hardwired that way to have a place in us that God set just for God to be. If you've been here, and most of you have for any amount of time with me, you know that this is not original thought for me. I tell you this all the time. There's a hole in your heart. God-shaped hole that only God can fill. Anything else is like putting a square puzzle piece in a round hole. Just doesn't fit. And I learned this image when I was in college. People saying to me, I tried to fill the hole in my heart with a Marine who I thought I loved. I tried to fill the hole in my heart with good grades so that I could get a good job and have lots of money and a very powerful position in a company someday. There are all kinds of things that we try to fill that hole with besides God. But again, it's like a square peg in a round hole. Well, that much I've told you before. But there's more, you know. There's more to the story. Because those of us who chase after things, trying to fill that hole in our heart, are left with a sort of sadness, emptiness, Longing that we sometimes can't even understand. And here's one of the things that that lack of fulfillment does for us it fits with today's story. We are subject to temptation. If the hole in our heart is not properly filled, it's easier for us 
to come to a place where we'll go, oh yes, I'll grasp at that. Oh yes, let me grab onto that. Maybe that will be the thing that will finally help me feel like I'm right with this world and right with my God. But it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. One of the reasons I tell you every year that this text is impossible to preach is because the temptation is for Jesus. And we're supposed to look at this and find an example for ourselves in that. Jesus was the Son of God. Was he really even tempted? I mean, how hard could it have been for him after all? Well, we see that the human Jesus really did have temptation. He was starving after 40 days and 40 nights of not eating. He was starving for the people to receive his message and turn to the kingdom of God. He was starving to have people love and accept him. So in that regard, the temptation was real. And that's always how you preach this text, if you do it right. But here's the thing. This text is supposed to remind us of the Israelites wandering in the desert, because they were also tempted. They were tempted to turn away from God completely. They were tempted to reject Moses completely. They were tempted to find other gods, idols, golden calves, things to fill the hole in their heart besides God Almighty himself. And it takes them 40 years to get it straight. They're tempted the whole time they walk in the desert. Give us real food. We don't want this manna. They gripe and moan, and God fixes them. Because God sends quail, and this is the most beautiful and grossest text in the whole Bible. It says God sends them quail until it comes out their noses. That'll teach you to complain. Fill the hole in your heart with me instead of desire for stuff. And after 40 years in Deuteronomy, the text talks about how the children of Israel finally get it right and they choose life. They choose to fill the hole in their heart with the God who created them. And they choose life. Everything finally seems right for them. They enter the promised land. They live as God's people. They can follow God's law. Find health 
and happiness and wholeness, shalom, comes to them. See, the reason that they're able to move past their temptation, the reason that Jesus really has mm, mm, not quite really tempted in this text is because they know that they have everything they could ever need. The hole in their heart is really filled with God. Not with money, sex, and power, the stuff that we want, but with God. Did I just tell something about myself? Money, sex, and power is what I want, apparently. I didn't know that until this moment. There's a great book called Money, Sex, and Power. Richard Foster, you should read it. It's a classic Christian text. He suggests that everything that's wrong with us is that's what we want in life. But he doesn't tell you this part. The reason that that's true is because God designed us differently. God designed us with a hole in our heart that needs filled with only God. You can do whatever you want. You can chase whatever you want. In many instances, you can have whatever you want. But until the hole in your heart is filled with God, you're going to be putting square pegs in round holes forever. My prayer for you is that your heart be filled with goodness and love from God above. Amen.